these randoms keep getting jobs. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say, I can't wait to say it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Not Bland Show, and I'm your host, Dujanae Bland, and today we have a really good show. Uh, we're going to have Antron Brown on first. We're going to ask him about his experience at the Pro uh, Superstar Shootout in Bradenton, Florida, and we're going to have Matt Hagen on next, uh, your reigning, defending, undisputed funny car champion. And we're going to ask him the same thing, kind of get their feel about how they're feeling going into this uh, NHRA season. Gainesville is right around the corner. Uh, they'll be doing some testing out there, I believe, before the race. So it'll be fun. Uh, and we have uh, another Pep Boys all-star shootout that is going to be kicking off there in Gainesville as well So for Top Fuel. So it's going to be fun. Um, if you had an opportunity to see the uh, pro race, on flow uh, i thought it was very well done um man just some of the different things that they were able to do um i'm sure uh, i know i heard richard freeman talking about on the power hour that you know there's some things that they would like to improve on and i'm sure you know you can't get everything right on the first go but man when it comes down to giving the fans um you know great racing uh they did a good job with preparing the track. Uh, the stands were packed. You know, just the different interviews that they had. Uh, I thought Courtney did a good job of introducing these drivers to new fans that may not know them. And then some of us here who are fans of these guys maybe have learned some things from some of the people that they interviewed uh, that we didn't know. I didn't know Austin Proc could cook. You know, um, you, you get to learn some new things. Uh, the camera angles that they were able to supply were great. I thought um, having Jack Beckman and that crew was very well done. I thought Jack gave you detailed information from a driver's standpoint. He's one of the smartest guys, I believe, in, uh, you know, drag racing and in dealing with funny cars um, and understanding them. Uh, you know, and understanding the top fuel cars, it was really good stuff. And I think people learned something. I really felt like this is something that uh, when you're paying $149 for NHRA TV, uh, I feel like that's what should be given. I mean, why not? Right. That's a streaming service. And they were able to provide that. I think it's possible. They showed that it can be done. Um, but it was very professional. Uh, I thought the sound quality was really good. Fox does a good job, but I, I thought it, the quality was very well done. Um, the, the having the funny car and uh, dragster uh, race was pretty cool. Um, I think Wes, that was a good decision there to be able to do that. Um, it makes things very interesting. So. It's it's uh hold on for a second, guys. We have another link problem. Crazy how this works, right? Technology of all things. Every time you turn around with this technology stuff, it there's something weird that happens, right? So uh, here we are once again with a link that we need to get to Antron. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, Matt doesn't have the same issue. But yeah, weird stuff. 
anyway, um, you know, it's it's been really good. Oh, here he is. There's AB. Um, so here we are. I have to introduce him correctly. He is a three-time Top Fuel World Champion. He plays sixth in the 2023 NHRA. Uh, that was Camping World. Now we'll be moving to Mission Foods uh, Championship Race. It is my guy, A to the B, Antron Brown. How's it going, buddy? Doing good, my man. Doing good. Just uh, it's feeling good. This 2024 is already here, man. It's time to go right now, man. And uh, we came from that superstar shootout race, man. It was, it was, it was off the chain down there. It was. Um, what was your experience like? I know it seemed like everybody was excited. It seemed almost like uh, like a match race, almost like something we've seen like back in the day, you know, when dogs and the boys roll it out and. You know, they're going to battle it out one-on-one, you know, mano y mano. It felt that way. Well, you know what it is, is that everybody was prepared down there. Like, we got to test all week. We put on a good show, but the craziest part, we started at 2.30 in the afternoon where nobody wanted to pull it back, man. Everybody wanted to rip it like a potato chip. So the first round wasn't that smooth where you saw a lot of tire smoke from us in our top fuel category because we thought you could run, like, a mid to low 70s. And right. the track was having no parts of it. And let me tell you something, when we got to the last four cars, we started seeing real it back to run the 80s and 79s to get down the track. And after that, the second round, the track came right back around because it was the hottest that we were down there. We got up to 81, 82 degrees, and the track temp got up to like the 114, 115. But it made that rubber get real gooey because the, the UV rays, the sunlight, was out at its peak. And uh, it threw us a little curveball. But besides that, man, Everybody was throwing down some gauntlet runs, big mile an hour runs, and and getting our testing. And we're actually putting on a great show for our drag racing fans. And that's what it was all about because it was no, believe me, nobody nobody was like when we lost. We were all upset because uh, we were we were trying to win the big money, brother. It was money. It was money on the table. Nobody big wanted to lose that money. So so that's why you saw all of us geared up and we were running like we did. Like you had to run under a seventy to make the show rather like a 71 or quicker to make the show. Crazy. And number one qualifier was only a 60, a 66 with a nine. So right. the field, the field was separated by four hundreds. I called that before that race happened. I called it. It's crazy, uh, but it, it's a testament to, to how great these crew chiefs are. And it's also a testament to how great the drivers are keeping their car in the groove because we know how important that is. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and it, it was to a different racetrack that we've never been on before. And Kurt Johnson and his and his crew and uh and and all the people that were there at the racetrack and all the racetrack prep people that, that are there home at, at that Braden Motorsports track, they did a heck of a job to get that track like ready for us because it's not we're not we don't prep it like a radial tire car. We don't prep it like their other races. Like it's gotta be right for the fuel cars but down track where it can't be too sticky. And it can't be dry. It's got to be a certain prep for us. You know what I mean? We don't want it super glued like they do for radio cars. Right. And it can't be dusty and dry like you do for bracket racing. So we're kind of there in the middle. But you have to – they clean the whole track and start over. They moved the – they actually moved the scoreboards, the stages they had there, the VIP area. I mean, and uh, Flo did a really good job capturing the different angles, the in-pick cameras. I got so many people on social media talking about what they saw, what they felt. They felt like they were at the race, that they were even sitting at home and saw what all the crew guys were doing like around the race car because they were like showing action they never saw before. It was great. Uh, I, I paid for it uh, and I was sitting back and I really felt like you were there um, being able to see all the different angles, being able to be up close with you guys uh and it felt very personal um it, and they did an excellent job of really displaying and really giving uh the fans you know giving us the feel of actually being right there uh how the close proximity those fans were it, it was electric man you could definitely see that yeah it was a lot of energy around and uh i could tell you it just had a different feel to it and i knew the feeling of it because you know I go to those races. I've been going like the last couple of years. I've been showing up. People don't even know I'm in, I've been in Cognito going to the World Series of Pro Mod and watching yeah. them and going to the U.S. Street Nationals and 
doing stuff. And then I even raced one in like the Pro 275 class. And I raced a couple of them and uh, had a blast down there with my, with my main team man, Mandy Bajinga. So, uh, so we had a blast doing those things. And it brought that same vibe to the top fuel realm. And I think that's what was so special about it, where we let like all of our fans that don't get to go see us racing, especially in Southern, like Southern Florida that came up to that track go, Hey, they're, they are racers. They love what they do. You know what I mean? Like we are touchable. You can see us, you know what I mean? Because some people don't come to the big national events because I don't know why, but some people shy away from it. But it's like, it's like, come see us. This is the same thing that we do at the regular national events that we're doing here. We're just, we're here doing what we do and having fun. But the, the coolest part was is that we was racing for some money that could pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man, that was some big cash. The 339 mile an hour run that you made, to me, I'm just saying that it stands. Um, what did they say about that run? Well, what they did was I can tell you about our run is that we overlaid it in-house but you know everybody had their take on it even on task is 341 yeah so you could get that when you go to some different clocks it depends on what track you're at but that's what we did at that racetrack like my car if you look at the half track mile an hour on that run we did wear a lot of clutch and everybody knows what you happen when you wear a lot of clutch on a fuel car it's slow early and then it makes it up at the big end because it stands the levers up and it goes out right so my my deal told people i said yeah remember I only went 291 or 292 mile an hour at half track. And I got there and I think it was like a 2.989 seconds. But I had a 72 flat out the back door with no momentum to it. So the car made the ET up. That's why I ran so hard out the back door. Yeah. And we did we we looked at our front wheel mile an hour. And honestly with you, we're like a mile an hour off from when we ran our 338 50 mile an hour run in charlotte so when you do that okay it's that means it's 337 something but then some people are like oh it's like a 333 ain't no 333 32 run no it was way faster than that because we went 70 all you gotta do is do the math out the back door we went a 72 flat back split you had cars that are running 66s and 67s and only going 71 8 out the back door doing 338 so for my car to do what it did it had to go at least that fast to get there. So exactly. With, so with those mile an hour clocks, were they right? Yeah, at that track, they might be hot. They might have been hot by like a mile an hour or so, or like a mile and a half or two mile an hour at the most. But that's about it. But the thing about it is, is that track, it was premier weather conditions. It was. And our and our cars were making that type of horsepower. You get what I mean? So, so with that being said, it's like what the scoreboard says is what you go with, brother. And that's... <laughs> And that's what we're rolling with. That's how I feel. Now, you know, as a team owner, you know, going to this thing here, it gives you kind of a little bit of a head start uh, to kind of get a feel of what you're going to get into and get your crew going. Did you learn anything being out here uh, that you can carry towards Gainesville? Absolutely. And uh, I have to give credit to where credit's due. Uh, Our whole team as a whole, uh, all the guys in the shop, man. They worked their tails off this off season, and uh, but people don't realize we took a brand new race car down there. We didn't run our race car that we raced last year. Our, brand, our race car that we raced at the end of last year that we ran mid sixties and all that stuff with that's up in the trailer. It's got a brand new front half ready to go. We took a brand new race car with all brand new components and some different things that we put on it to make it that we think that we made it better. You get what I mean? And yeah, it sh- it showed out. Like we had a couple things that we had to get through, like system checks and stuff like that like new parts and pieces the way it was on the car wasn't working right and we were able to work that out through all the things that we were doing and at the end result it was great i mean we went a 369 with a four that put us fourth among the quickest and on that run we actually dropped a hole right after half track we only went 324 326 miles an hour if you put our 72 flat back half to it we run a 68 that run, a 68 flat. So yeah. that would have put us like number three in the field. You get yeah. what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and and we did make a test run where I shut off one run. This will blow your mind. We went a 367 with a nine, and we sh- I shut off at 800 feet, and the car only went 304 miles an hour and went 367 with a nine. Good so Lord. 
That pass there was a 65 run. It was a mid 65, like a 365 with a four to a 365 with eight. If you put any back half that we ran all weekend with it. So like, we're right there, brother. Like I'm, uh, our whole Maco tools, Lucas oil, Toyota, Hank's first team, uh, FVP team. We're, we're geared up brother. Like we're, we're excited to get to Gainesville with the pet boys challenge. And this, this race to me was so exciting because it brought so much excitement to our sport to yeah. kick off our season. Yes. Like, like we had an all-star race before the season started and now we're bringing all that excitement to the field. Like we have, we have preseason where everybody's out there playing and playing preseason ball. And then we had an all-star, the best of the best shoot it out. Yeah. And now, now we're about to take it to Gainesville and have the pet boys shoot out. And then we're going to start with the Gator Nationals. How, Insane. Like, come on, man. It's, it's going to be good. I really like that. Um, that it's a whole lot of momentum going into this season. And uh, you already been a part of a shootout. So my first thing about this whole shootout thing, when they, when they call and you call somebody out, um, can we get a little WWE, some promos from you guys and talk a little trash? I mean, you know, I know you're capable of doing it. I mean, you, you, you want, you can one of the best talkers out there. You, you know, you know, been the problem, man, you know what the problem I've been in this sport for so many years and I go to the track and I do my work on the track and gotcha. I like that. I like to have fun, but none of these jokers want to talk junk with me, man. Cause they, <laughs> cause, cause, cause they scared what's going to come out. The beast is right. going to come out. They already get right. the beast. Like they are <laughs> like, like they, they don't want, they already get the Hawk. They don't want the incredible Hawk to come out. That's exactly. the problem. But I want it. I, like, I, I want them to, like, I think that's what the sport needs a lot more. Like, yes. me and Steve-O are good buddies, and I tease him all the time. I said, Steve-O, man, he goes, man, you always mess with everybody else. Why don't you ever mess with me? He goes, A.B., I don't want to do that to you, A.B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I said, I ain't going to take it serious, but when we lined up, we won't take it serious. He goes, exactly. I know. He goes, I know. <laughs> so, so, but I think it'll be a lot of fun and just to, to cut up. And this year, I think you're going to see a little bit more of it, like, there's some rivalries out there, like uh, Langdon, like Coletta's out there now. Uh, Clay Milliken, Clay Milliken, too happy man. He could, you don't have a mean bow in his body. He can never get no. serious. It's still, it's still killing folks. Exactly, like <laughs> with a smile. He he, 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 he kills you like Ronald McDonald. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I got you. <laughs> now the front half of this oh. car, this is new rules, right? Do you feel like the cars are better with these new rules? Because they seem to be performing quite well. I think at the end of the day, what it, what it is is it's a safety standard. And mm-hmm. we got we went with the – actually, the 058, it actually fits better inside of each other. Because uh, I think that's a route that we should have been – we should have been at. And, uh, and, and in all honesty, like, you remember – this is the funny part. A lot of people thought it was going to slow the performance of cars down back in the day. But if you remember, recall, we used to always break the back half of the car. That's the first year I raced top fuel. That's when they switched where you had to go to 098 wall for the rear end and go to an inch and three eighths from an inch. I think it was an inch and an inch and a quarter to an inch and three eighths and go to 090, 098 wall from, yeah. from 058 to 098 or something like that. Right. Right. And um, when they did that, People thought, oh, man, man, these cars are going to be hard. They're going to smoke tires. They got no give. They ain't going to twist. They ain't going to flex. Shoot, man, we brought them cars out. We went faster because you know why? The car didn't absorb the energy. It was right. able to – it still twisted up, but it twisted up like, like it used to because our cars, when I first drove it, I called them like a – back in the day when we first drove a car, I said, man, that's like a 79 Cadillac. That thing just felt loose and goosey. Uh-huh. And, then, and then now when we went to that new back half, it tightened it up like it was like a Toyota Supra, tight and nimble. You know right. what I mean? So that was the difference. And now we just we actually made that more of it. And I think you'll see the more logistics of it where the car is the cars, they changed the way they, they put them together. They got different arches, they got this, they got that. And now the 058, it's only nine thousand thicker. But mm-hmm. what it's done is it is made it where they weld the cars up. You don't. You can have less failures where you ain't got to be precise on welding it like you used to. You're still precise, but you're not going to mess with the integrity of the tubing. 
where the chicken okay. won't be weak. It'll still right. be strong because you won't break all the way through it. You get what I mean? So makes sense. So now I think you do. You have a better, you have better built race cars. People are putting the technology behind it, and we went to a track that we never been to before, and we went right down like it was nothing. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I, I think I think it's going to make our chassis last longer, and longevity wise, is going to give us a better part, a better piece, and we're all going to be better because of it. Now, this is a good question. Who do you think is the first one that's going to clap back and smoke? Oh, shoot. I, I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for some. Stuart don't want no smoke. Let me tell him about it. He might, he might be smoke, but this is the fire, baby. This is the yeah. fire. I tell him all the time. Here. It's a whole new ball. Hey, I told him, I said, the water's fine. Come on in. Come on in. Like, you've got, you literally got 12 cars that can win on any given weekend. At 340. You know what I mean? You got right. you got literally can win on any given weekend and everybody's cutting the tree down. So it's like this this is a testament. When you win a race now, you've done something. You have yeah. done something special. Like winning the race now is like pretty much winning like a championship almost now. So yeah. so uh but that being said, is that uh I love Smoke being out here. He's a student to the game. And you see why he was so great in a championship driver at all forms of racing that he did because that man, he gets in a car, he knows where everything's at, and he's a pure student of the game. And all it does is going to elevate the level. And right. I love when it elevate I love when that level gets elevated because it only makes it, it makes me get better. I just constantly work and I love when people step up because I'm already there and I and I and I'm coming. And that's what I tell them all the time. And uh our team, I think this is going to be one of the best teams that we ever had at had I had period in top fuel racing. So yeah. I'm pretty uh, excited about this year going where it's our third year in and we've grown to where we need to be. Do you think we see uh, I know what Scott was saying here. Thanks for the question, Scott. Um, do you think we see a 340 run this year? Uh, it's going to be very, very close. I think you're going to see one. I, I definitely think you're going to see one the way the cars are running and uh, the performance and where everybody's at right now because in years prior this is my reason why i'm gonna explain why because people always say yeah but they don't say why but this is the why the why is is because now in previous years you had teams that just showed up at drag races and just raced the race now you got teams sitting out after races and testing they are testing and they're working hard to be better before they used to show up and try to be better at a race because they yeah. didn't want to spend the money. Well, now yeah. people want to win races and they want to win championships and they're spending money to test to be better. You know, that's a good point because I say that, I say that as well. And I see that as well, because you know what it used to be, you could go out there, you know, your 16 qualifier when he was out there, you knew if you got, you were number one and you went with 16, 16 was going to do another burnout. At, you know, when the tree went down, he wasn't going down the track. He or she wasn't going down the track. They were loaded for bear and we're going to smoke the tires. You knew it. Now, if you don't go out there and run your race and you think you're going to just go out there and roll the helmets out there and do it, you're going to get walked down and you're going to get beat because those guys are going down the racetrack and they're like, look, hey, we may not be able to run that big number that they're going to run, but we're going to run what we're going to run. We're going to make sure we're going to go A to B. Well, DB, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Think about this. You're talking about 16 cars, right? Yeah. A lot of people fail to realize now when you go to certain races, a 16 car is a stacked field in the top fuel race. I qualified 15th at the U.S. Nationals this year and won the race. <laughs> think about it. That's insane. Think about Think about it. So what, what I'm saying is an eight-car field that we did at the shootout race, we had the best of the best. And you have people that are world champions. Two world champions didn't make the show. That's, that's and, crazy. And, and, and you know the crazy part? That could have easily been my team. Right. If we faltered, we had we had three runs on Saturday to get in. We had one on, on Thursday night. And the Thursday night run was the one that almost that stood. That was the good run. Yeah. And then the first run the next morning was a good run that people picked up. So if you miss those two runs – you had all you you had your work cut out for you to get your butt in the field. Yeah. You get what I mean? So yeah. so it's like it's it's the same thing. Like if you miss the time to get in the show on a field that's that stacked, I'm talking about you ain't talking talk about Steve Torrance, Brittany Force, 
you, 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 you get you get the names I'm saying? Yes. You follow Silent, me? A lot of assassins like, out there. Like, like <laughs> they they did not make the show. Josh Hart did not make the show. Yeah. Like, th- these are people that win races every weekend. And it could have right. easily been Doug Coletta if he faltered. He won the race, but he qualified up there like number two. Right. It could have been Clay Milliken not making the show. It could have been me not making the show. It's like you could pick any racer you had an off weekend would not make the show. You know, I, I always said this. I said this to NHRA years ago. They asked me, what would I ever change in our sport? Right. And I said, the only thing I ever change in the sport, if we have a countdown, like a playoffs. Yeah. Whoever makes the playoffs should be the only cars that can show off for the playoffs. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have people that could just show up. Absolutely not. That, that's that's false. That's that's not that's not a that's not a playoff. Right. A, a playoff is the best of the best who shows up. And in our in our sport, <clears throat> if you show up at every race, you're automatically you'll make the playoffs. So that's a which reward. Which I disagree for with. Which I disagree <laughs> with. Yes, it should be a number, right? Right. Well, <clears throat> even if you take the way that you do, that you got right now, right, and you say you got 12 cars that make the playoff, right? Right. But they say, well, it's not a 16 car field. I said, well, it's fine. Well, what you do is those last six races, those 12 cars show up, the top eight race on Sunday. And then, you know, know, they said, they're like, well, well, what about the people that don't qualify? I said, they don't qualify. I said, but you know what you just did now? You made it only three rounds of racing. So the points stay tighter. It's not four rounds because you're not racing somebody that just shows up or somebody just gives a round of racing to a car that helps them out. Okay for first round and then what you do is the car that just won that race they might not qualify the next race right they might not qualify <laughs> they, oh, i'm just like this race the here. Best, of, best of 12 is the best 12 and, and out there i guarantee you i guarantee you out of six races you probably have at least if that if your car's not on point i guarantee you that each competitor probably won't qualify for one race yeah. In the six races. I, I guarantee you each competitor probably will not qualify for one race. If they have one false move, they will not qualify. Think about the drama. Think about the stories. Think yes. about everything. Think how tight the points will be because there's only three rounds of racing. And then you can put more money in the field and make it. I like that. Like, like higher money. And then you get more TV time for the people that make the countdown. So if it's 12 cars because you show up, only those 12 races. And you know what you'll have? You're going to have cutthroat, throw down racing. You ain't going to have to say, oh, man, this person show up. Oh, I'm racing my guy now, so he's going to throw down for me. Someone get me a free round right now. Because right. we we do get that in the countdown. Absolutely. I've seen it. I've Absolutely. seen it over the years. I've seen it all the time. Team cars, this car, that car. I've seen it. I saw one guy get three rounds in one race. Yeah, you ain't telling no lies. <laughs> you, know I mean? you ain't telling I, no I, lies. I, I have never got a free round in any of my championships. I wish I did. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> you want to earn those things, man. You, you, you want to earn those things. You, you got to earn them, and that's what I'm saying, and that's why I think that you make the sport higher, and then what you do is if you get – eventually you will get 16 cars that show up, and then you can run the 16-car field, but there will be 16 quality cars, and that's the way our sport's growing, I think. Yeah. It used to be two good cars. Then it was four good cars. Then it was – six good cars there was eight good cars right. now brother you're like 12 14 bad behind cars in top fuel right now yeah <laughs> it's insane it's absolutely insane i got one more question for you before we get out of here you have been an owner for a while now you have this accelerate program does this expand outside of angel which i thought was a genius move by the way does this <laughs> does this ex- extend out uh, maybe to someone who's trying to look to get up and move up the ranks and, and maybe they can be a part of that program and have we, that assistance? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up, DB. Is, uh, we are helping a lot of different people from the grassroots racer all the way up. And what the Accelerate program is about is not a, is not a driver development program. It's a development of all kinds. Like we're actually helping Sean Reed right now, who's got a top fuel team that you're gonna see coming out. Yeah. So basically, we Love took him running for our, we we took him running for a wing, 
Rob Winland's at the helm over there with Ryan Elliott. They're putting a car together, shadowing. So a lot of their stuff is exactly like how our car is. They're working through it, working on it, and we're bringing them out. So we go from consulting to helping them with the whole race program to helping Sean Reed with decks to to pitch sponsors for himself. Uh, I help him on the day-to-day, and I can help him with a different way of thinking and say, hey, Sean, what do you ever think about this? Or what do you think about that? This is how I would do it. How do you want to portray or how you want to see yourself? Then I can even go down to the younger generation. It goes, maybe I'm trying to get a sponsor or whatever it is. I say, what you need? They don't know the tools. I give them a template where they come in and all my people that do all my stuff, they work for me. So they're part of AB. So I said, well, how do we share this wealth of knowledge and this, and these tools we have that we develop that's made us successful, not just to get sponsorship, but to retain it and to keep it going and to sh- over deliver and show them value where you can actually keep the sponsor happy. Yeah. And then it, and then it, then it leapfrogs and it spreads out where you can get more and more partners involved. Right. So, yeah. so we've been doing it on a grassroots level now where we're actually got a couple other drivers that race in the sportsman ranks where we're going to start helping them out with their decks, help them put stuff together, but they still have to do the work to go pitch it and pitch it for themselves. And we can help navigate them that we're not t- taking people on where they go, Hey man, can you get me a sponsor? No, right. <laughs> we can help you in it. Like we are assist program. I like that. because, because what I tell people, nobody is going to sell you better than you're going to sell yourself. Amen. Are gonna are gonna work on it as hard as you're gonna work on it for yourself. I did the agencies, I did the IMGs, I did the other programs where I paid the retainer fees. I did it. You know what I got from it? A lot of bills with nothing in return. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like if somebody believes in you, they're not going to make you pay a retainer fee. Because if they right. believe in you and they believe in the product that they're selling, they're gonna go be able to go and sell it and they're gonna make the residual on what they bring to you. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So I I learned all that. And now I'm telling people the way I got to where I'm at is building relationships. And and the relationships gives you other people that you can meet to build relationships. And that's how it all came to. And then that's how you have to show up and show out and show them. If you can answer the question why somebody should sponsor you. And if you can answer the question like what are they going to get a return from you? And you answer the question you're going to. If you can answer the question, is this ROI going to be worth the money that they're putting to me? It should be right. worth the ROI should be worth more than what they're giving to you. That's how you get a deal. I like that. I like how that's done. Uh, that makes sense. Um, and it's helping people to benefit themselves. So that's absolutely awesome. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you at AB. Uh, this won't be the first time that you'll be on this show. It won't, definitely won't be the last. So uh, tell them where they can find you at and tell them to get out here to Gainesville and root you on. You got you to gotta come to Gainesville. We're going to be out there the March 8th weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We've got the Pep Boys Challenge. It's a Gator Nationals. It's coming to you live. And you can always follow me. You got to follow me. Is is at Antron Brown TF on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, fan page, Antron Brown, Twitter, Antron Brown. I'm accessible. I'm out there. I even TikTok. I'll do a dance for you. But think about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but think about this is that we have fun and we do what we do. And uh, we always put the Lord first and everything else follows. So the one thing about it is we always push forward. And I always tell people, you know what beats resistance? It's persistence. And if you do it, You'll get through it, baby. You get through it. Positive motivation and never stop. So just stay filed, stay tuned, and uh, it's going to be a ride this year. 2024 is coming right at you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Antron, and I will see you in Gainesville. I'm going to hit you up uh, in Gainesville. I want to learn how y'all mix this fuel. I'm in the process of learning things. Come on by, man. I used to be a mixologist. Now my crew chief probably karate mixes the fuel. (laughs) That's He's like, like he, he does it now. And, uh, but that's what I did my whole race career, man. It's like a chemistry project, man. It, you got to make the brew right, baby. You want yes, the car sir. to fly. You got to make the brew right and tight. Yes, sir. Thank you, AB. See Anytime. you in Gainesville, buddy. All right, my man. Take care, DB. Later. Man. Some awesome stuff there. We learned a lot of stuff from AB. Um, 
some good stuff and we're going to learn something here this is one of the baddest dudes uh here on the planet he is your reigning defending undisputed funny card champion he is a four time champion he sits at the head of the table in the funny car class it is my guy matt hagan what's up brother hey man thanks for having me on the show how's things going at the <clears throat> ranch and how's things going you know with your cbd company i'll ask you that first yeah you know the ranch is a little muddy and messy we've been uh <laughs> slinging a lot of cow manure everywhere just trying to get uh get when the grass does come out get it nice and green and uh, everything growing good man we got we usually get grass out here about the second week of April, so we got a little bit of time. We're still feeding a lot of cattle and stuff like that, but uh, CBD stuff's doing great, man. We've uh, kind of really moved it to uh, less brick-and-mortar stuff and more online presence, but, uh, man, you know, it's really cool to have so many emails every day um, that come in and just talking about how it's helping change people's lives. It's not the cure-all, be-all, man, but, like, right. when people get some real CBD that has – what it's supposed to in the bottle and they take it. And, and for me, I mean, obviously it's, it, I have to stand behind it because it's my name on it and my company and stuff like that. But when people get a hold of some real good stuff, man, and it just, I mean, all the way from restless leg syndrome to people with chemotherapy to people with, you know, chronic pain and arthritis and, you know, just, you know, inflammatory diseases, stuff like that. It, it, it really gives you a warm and fuzzy, man, when you, you know that you're out there helping people and, uh, you know, so it's cool to sit down some some evenings and read those emails and all that kind of stuff. But, man, you know, cattle are fat and happy like I am, you know what I mean? And <laughs> things are going good and the race car is running pretty good. You know, we just run it up at that pro race and uh, had a real shot at winning 250 grand there. But uh, come up a little bit short to, to Austin, man, and the kid's doing a good job. You know what I mean? He's he's wheeling that, that thing down through there. And, uh, you know, but we just had a lot of fun out that race this last weekend and kind of got a couple weeks off and going to kind of try to get all we can get done here at the homestead and get back after it. Was it like a, you know, a, a feel of where you kind of at a local track and, you know, it's kind of that hometown feel where you guys were at and you were able to kind of, I mean, we always are, you know, we're always able to touch the fans there in the NHRA, but it was very, uh, yeah. it was very intimate setting there. Very much so. I mean, the staging lanes were overrun. I mean, I thought that was cool. I mean, I, I didn't have no problems with that at all, man. Like people were, you know, they were holding cameras and walking around and, up underneath the car and you know it felt like back in my pro mod days man when people would just go crazy on the starting line and stuff like that and um you know just i, I just really liked it man i mean i'm all about fan engagement i mean honestly i i get barked at at the media a lot because when i win i i'm not i stay down there and i'm passing my trophy around you wouldn't believe how many people have just dreamed of just touching a wally or taking a picture with one uh um, and and so i get i get barked at because they try to rush me up to the media center to get quotes out of me and i'm like the media can come down here to me, man. I've been sweating all day. They can come sweat with me a little bit and these fans, you know. And and so for real, I mean, I'm I'm honestly that's that means a lot to me that people stay over and they want to, you know, take a picture with you and celebrate with you and take, you know, picture with the Wally and stuff like that. So I try real hard to to engage our fans and and take that extra time until the last person leaves, you know. And um, you know, so that 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 pro race was kind of that same kind of feel, man. It was just like super fan friendly. Place was packed. I mean, it just it, it was everything that you'd hope, hoped it would be. And I think NHRA can take a few notes from it as well. You know what I mean? We were able, as a racer, they had, you know, private access for us to get into the track so that we weren't fighting a lot of traffic to get in there. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got gold key, red key, and all that kind of stuff. But you're just in the same line. And it's like, I feel like sometimes I wish I had a scooter on the back of my rental car so I could get into the track. You know what I mean? Because we just, they don't show no love to us, man. You know, and so little things like that go a long way, you know, and, and uh, so I, I thought in like the VIP section where they had behind the, the um, staging lanes and that was we could down the track. Yeah, was it was really awesome, cool, man. man. Stuff like and, and for years I've pitched, you know, no different than like having, you know, the pit boxes that they do at, at NASCAR and making the teams carry them around for our sponsors and stuff like that. I thought I thought we we should have been doing stuff like that a long time ago. But all in all, man, I was really happy with the turnout, real happy with the way things went, you know, for their first deal. I'm sure everybody has stuff that they can work on, but um, yeah. just can't say thank you enough to all the folks that put that on. I mean, and and for that pro organization to step up and do that uh, was pretty amazing. Yeah, and I, I thought that <laughs> with that race and all that went into it, the extra cameras so that you could see into the pits and see what everybody's doing, um, you know, it was very personal. I just media stuck my belly stuff. in, man. I, <laughs> I didn't know I was on camera the whole time. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> oh man, and it, it was so much fun to be able to watch that. And I feel like that's how you grab the new age, the younger crowd, uh, you know, with what was done there. And, um, you know, I, I could have been more pleased with the product. Uh, you know, it was a well-spent uh, $29.99 for sure. Absolutely, man. I mean, like I said, I, I hope that they can put some more of them on. I mean, I know that's a lot of money to raise, but man, talk about getting excited to be in the final and know that you had an opportunity to win a quarter million dollars. You know what I mean? That, we won 400 grand, I think it was, uh, uh, for the championship. So, I mean, that's what we raced for all season long to get a chance right. to win. So that was one race that was pretty much half of half of what we made all, all year to win the, the whole deal, man. So put that in perspective. I mean, talk about wanting something bad. You know, you go up there and, and uh, just you're just ready. You know what I mean? You just you just want it. But um, but we come up a little short, man. We, we didn't we didn't run what we needed to just kind of got out, ran a little bit. We had a little bit on the tree, but just didn't have enough on the racetrack. And you'll have that, man. You win as a team, win, lose as a team. I mean, Tony came over and he's like, you did your job. I was like, no, man, we're a team. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one job together and we're going to figure this thing out. And, you know, Tasca went 341. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, with uh uh proc and those guys they were they're running 330 337 338 and qualifying and stuff like that so we just got to find a little bit more more mile an hour a little bit more horsepower and you know people don't realize they think you know they see the the, the mile an hour up there and that's just a direct correlation to what how much horsepower you're making it really doesn't affect yeah. winning or losing for us but you know when you see big mile an hour that means you're making big beans man you're making some snot out there you know so when i see big mile an hour i'm super impressed because our rules are so tight and it's so hard to make big mile an hour and big, yeah. big horsepower, you know? So when a guy goes out there and does it, it's like, whoo, you know what I mean? Like they get, they get it figured out. So we're going to work hard on it, you know, all season long. And I think we'll get there. You know, uh, Dickie Venables is one of the smartest guys I know. I'm very blessed to have him in my corner. Um, he's a great racer on Sunday. We do a great job together. We've had, we've had 14 years together, I think. And, you know, that's, that's a long time with crew chiefs and, and guys and, everything else and keeping your core group together. But I think that's why we've been able to win four championships and run it up several times. And I mean, we got more national records and Wally's and I, I got places to put them, you know, so it's just very, very blessed to have the team that I do around me. And uh, thanks Mikey for the question. And it uh, looks like it, I've never seen your name in the comments before. So thank you for tuning into this show and hopefully uh, we're, we're doing a good service and doing a good job for you, man. I appreciate you tuning in and commenting. Um, you know, your car seems to be I'm putting you in the category, especially when it comes into Gainesville, the first race of the year. Um, you're, you're in Eddie Craywick type territory. Uh, the guy seems like every time, you know, before uh, a couple of years ago, he was just rattling off wins at Gainesville. Your car comes in uh, even with the shootout here. Very polished. Uh, Dickie's always got that thing running very clean. What kind of confidence does that give you knowing that each and every time I get in a car, all I have to do is make sure I do my job. I know Dickie's going to give me a, a hot rod that's going to scream down the racetrack if I do what I need to do. You know, I think it's uh, the the words, you know, the, the saying of confidence breeds and builds confidence. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when you know your car is running good and it's going down the racetrack and you got some good data to work off of, you can focus more as a driver on the starting line and what you need to do as far as keeping it in the groove and different things like that. Folks don't realize how much is going on in one of those cars a lot of times, man. And it's just, it's, it blows my mind, you know, obviously what the crew chiefs have to deal with. But, you know, after I, I come back and I try to decompress every run and really kind of tell my crew chief what's going on and what I thought I saw and what it was doing before we I ever even look at the computer or ask any questions so that I know that what we're seeing on the, on the computer is what I'm seeing and feeling on the racetrack and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it allows me to have that more confidence um, as a driver to be pay more attention to – what I'm, what is doing out there on the racetrack and what the car is doing, you know, and how the clutch is coming to it. And, you know, the, the cylinders, if it put a hole out here or way down the track and different things like that, so that I can relay that to the crew chief. And, you know, so when the car is running good, you'll see people, I think a lot of times, you know, they'll start killing the tree, you know what I mean? Like, dang, oh man, they, they focus, you know, but, but I think a lot of that is they're, they're not worried about the race car, you know what I mean? They can focus yeah. on what's the task at hand. And, and nowadays, man, these, these races are a lot of times one on the starting line. I mean, we're, we're running so close. I mean, there was there was races last year that I think in Reading I lost a round to Robert Hype by point zero 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 one. I mean, 
I, that's like it feels like you know like you're talking about the 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 width of a piece of paper you know what I mean? right like it's, just, it's crazy you know what i mean so uh honestly you just you know you, you have to have it all together and and sometimes the start line is make or break you know and so having that confidence that we have a great car um that we just won a world championship that we just you know uh can come out and, and run strong at this pro event um says a lot you know what i mean so yeah. i think there's a lot more uh good things to come and uh what did you guys learn uh, and take away being at that that pro event? Um, I, I'll tell you what I noticed from you. And it's like sometimes you're looking and you're like, Matt's not doing so well. Everybody else is blowing it away on the on the top half of the sheet. Then it comes race day and it's like, up oh, win, win, another win. Oh, he just showed up in the final. <laughs> yeah. yeah and that goes back to dickie being a good racer man i mean i think we we've broken that down you know to where um we were only one number one qualifier one time last year and you know we won the championship so it's like uh, don't get me wrong because i love to throw down man back when we used to pitch the headers back and you know you put your mouthpiece in and you're like you're setting a national record every run and those things are so yeah. hard to drive because it took took you know um downforce off the nose and and you know but you're pushing it with thrust and and it was just like i love that man don't don't get me wrong I, I, but i think when it comes down to it you know i got a, a guy in my corner that really reads the racetrack and and knows you know how to race on sunday and 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 really does a good job of of pushing the limits but but we go down the racetrack you know there's a i think you know you go back to our our countdown uh, we had a lot of guys smoke the tires beside of us, you know what I mean? Whether that was just intimidation of them having to feel like they had to push against us or just missing it, um, Dickie got it right, man. We got, we went down and we won a lot of rounds just by going down the racetrack. So, um, you know, as much as I'd like to say, that, you know, we're throwing down every run and we're going to, you know, you know, take the track information and, and push it to the limit. And, you know, sometimes that is, as cool as that sounds and as great as it is, I think sometimes you have to process that. And, and I think over – you know, the, the 40, 50 years that Dickie's been doing this, he's, he's become a, a, an exceptional tuner slash racer on Sunday. And yeah. that's won us a lot of rounds, man. And it's won us some championships, you know, and um, you know, you look at Tasca, you know, they went 341 and throwing down, but when push comes to shove, he's over there, you know, smoking the tires and hitting cones and you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the guy. No, no, I, no. I, mean, I want to run 341, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you know that's hard to do when the sun comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you think you'll we'll we'll see a three forty run uh, in Funny Car? Man, I don't know. I I honestly think that like NHRA is going to take and see that, and they're going to go put some restrictions on us because of it. Um, see, the tire, I, I think so too. Yeah, the tire. I don't want to be really negative, rated. but I think so. Yeah, I don't think the tires really rated to go over three forty. You know, so Goodyear is going to go. Uh oh. You know what I mean? So you know, as much as that was cool to see Bob Flex like that. I think it'll end up hurting us in the end because NHRA is going to go, nah, man, here's another rev limiter change, you know? And, and then when you have rev limiter changes down there, it's already hard enough to keep eight cylinders lit down there. So, you know, it's bouncing off the rev limiter pipes are getting wet. Um, you'll see the cars darting around. It makes it a little harder for us to drive, but, um, but it just takes one or two runs like that, man. And they go like, no, nope, sorry, here's another rule change. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, which I get it, man. You know I mean? The tire's not rated for that. We don't want to see something delaminate someone get killed. Um, exactly. we, we all want to do this as safe as possible, but, but, uh, sometimes it's like, man, you should, you should hold your smoking gun in there for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like don't show all your aces right now. You know what I mean? Right. It's still early in the season, you know? So, um, it's a little harder for them to make a rule change later in the season than it is at the beginning of it, you know? So, <laughs> right. Um, but that was just my thought with it. That was all. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I was thinking about that too. I, I've also often thought about that, especially with the pro stock, uh, motorcycle class. It seems like every time. Every time somebody figures out something, especially first it was Matt, and, and now it's the Gage Herrera rule. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that, but uh, yeah, it seems like soon as something happens, man, I, I wish they would let it play out a little bit, and, yeah. and then let's see, and not rush to judgment quickly. Um, yeah, you know, it, I think they, I, I think they got to see another run or two like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, you, you don't get me wrong, because I mean that that was a great run, but. It could have been a fluke, man. You know what I mean? Timing. Yes. I mean, when we did the math, it all added up. You know, it all seemed legit. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, you know that that's great. But but you got to kind of back it up, and then then I think once you do, you see it again, you know, on one of their racetracks, they'll probably go, okay, you know, like time to make a little change here. You know, you guys can't yeah. run that fast, you know, <laughs> which is unfortunate because I want to go faster than that. You know what I mean? But 
But, exactly. Uh, you know, what my wants and what I get is two different things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming into Gainesville, I, I think there's going to be a little testing beforehand, right? Yeah, we're going to be there. Um, I think Tony's testing tomorrow, actually, down there. And then he's going to do another test session as well. So his poor guys are going to be wore out, man. They they just did this test session here um, with Leah, and they probably made like 17, 18 runs. And then they're down there in Gainesville now. We're going to make a few runs tomorrow and the next day. And then we're going to roll in there in a couple of weeks and do the test session. So, but Tony's trying to get some laps, man, and I'm excited for him and I'm, I'm pumped about that. And, you know, I was just kind of like, Hey bro, you know, you got to go out there and make some mistakes. You know what I mean? He's like, man, you know, everybody's, you know, watching me under a microscope. And I was like, they're already watching you under a microscope, man. You just, you know, if you don't make some mistakes out there, you're never going to learn. I, w- I wish I had all the money back that I made mistakes with, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's kind of like, it's just going to be a learning curve. And, and, you know, a mistake is, is when you do it twice, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't learn from it the first time, then it's a mistake, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) That that kind of thing. So, but, I mean, I know his guys are thrashing, and they're going to be excited, and we're going to get to get out there and make some more runs. I know there's some stuff that we still want to test that we didn't get to. I mean, we made close to 20 runs out there in, uh, you know, in this protest session, but it just is never enough, man, you know, but they're always so expensive to run these cars, so you just – you got to make them count, you know? Yeah, they eat money, that's for sure. And yeah, yeah. If that's the case, uh, Mikey, that that's good to hear because um, you know that's one thing you don't you don't want chunking of the tire. That's a that's a big big problem. Uh, Andrew says, does Don Schumacher played a huge role in your career? What is one of your favorite memories with Don? Yeah, you know, uh, Don Don was always great, man. But Don was he motivated differently, man. He kind of rolled with a big stick. You know what I mean, like. He, you were either on or he was going to tell you you're off and you better get on, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, I, I think with Don was uh, probably my first butt chewing I ever got from him, man. Like, <laughs> I will never forget that, you know what I mean? I, I was like, my God, I've never had nobody talk to me like this, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I've lived a sheltered life, but I was like, I'm not okay with this, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but it, it, made me, it made me a better man, you know what I mean? It made me right. have a tougher skin. It made me go like, how bad do I want to drive this race car, you know what I mean? And and uh and that was just don's way of motivating man like that's what he knew he was old school hard knocks kind of guy and you know he come in there and tell you what what a worthless piece of junk you were you know what i mean but <laughs> and that you're very replaceable you know what i mean so right uh, but it made you tough man because it's like he's like man i better i better dig deep here you know that that final round come up it's like you don't want to get left on because you're gonna hear about it you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so it just but it, it made me made me stronger man and sometimes i miss that a little bit you know like um, you know, Tony is, is amazing to work with. He's, he's a great boss, you know, but, but sometimes it's just like, you, you're like, you know, you want him to come in if you make a mistake and just be like, Hey dude, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but he's just so laid back, man. And I've never, never dreamed that because, you know, you watch all those YouTube videos and stuff and chucking helmets and going off and fighting <laughs> and all that kind of, and he's nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like the, that I've seen, you know, so, right. um, so it's been a, a very, you know, um, night and day type of, of, you know, adjustment between two owners, you know, and, uh, but, but golly, I, I love Don. I mean, Don, Don never did me wrong. He always paid me on, you know, paycheck was never late and, you know, always made sure I was, had a ride. And, um, you know, I just, I, it wasn't really, you know, one of those things where I was just trying to leave Don. It was just, you know, Dodge wanted to move in a different direction and Tony was a great fit. And, you know, right. so they're like, kind of, you're a package deal, dude. So like, here we go. You know what I mean? So, just kind of one of those things. So never anything bad with Don. I mean, but yeah, I've definitely got some memories of him, him chewing my butt, man. I'm just glad I got a little ass left, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mikey says, do you miss driving pro mod? What's that? Do you miss driving oh, pro mod? Yeah. You know, I'd still be driving pro mod, man, but I can't, you can't make a living at it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of like a, it's a rich man's deal, man. You a businessman that needs a write off and I don't need a write off that bad. You know what I mean? So I ain't making yeah. that much money, you know, but <laughs> But uh, but I, I love Pro Mod. I mean, they uh, what's so cool about those cars is it's just a different style of driving than what fuel cars are. Like fuel is like you're on or you're off. You know what I mean? Like it's not a, a finesse kind of thing. And and Pro Mod for me is kind of you know it was more of a finesse deal. You're you're short shifting. You're you know you're you know you're doing different things to get the car down the racetrack. And and you're you're sometimes you're overdriving those cars. And I I'll never forget the first time I crashed when I rolled it like nine times through the lights. You know, barrel rolling and stuff. And and I was like, I got this, I got this. And then I was like, I don't got this no more. You know what I mean? Because they, they get worse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you think it's over, you know, with a, you know, 
uh, a four link and you know suspension and all that stuff it, it just it gets worse you know so like as soon as you lift it's still gonna get out of shape even more and i think that's why so many of them excuse me so many of them wreck because you know you think oh i, I still got this but then even when you're like oh no this is not good it's, it's going to get worse out of shape you know what i mean so yeah. uh, so they're they're wild wild to drive i used to you know a funny story about bradington and uh, i was like man there's the only it's only up from for me for, from there but but i had a um, a pro mod that was, a, was like an outlaw pro mod out of screw blower. And we had a primetime race car. We were building our own race cars back in the day out of my race shop. And I uh, had these two guys that were building, building chassis and, and uh, they built me my first race car, right. As far as from their shop out of, out of my shop. Yeah. And uh, we were supposed to go down to Braden and test this thing, man. And, and uh, so they were like, all right, let's go uh, put a big screw blower in it, put a alcohol gear in it, you know, and, and, and like, you know, ready to go. We're, you know, we're running eighth mile down there. And I get down there and, uh, you know, I, I get to about the eighth mile and the front tire falls off of it and it passes me, right? <laughs> I, the A-arm fell over and I see all this asphalt start coming up over top of the car. And I was so embarrassed. Like, we made one run. I was like, I thought they were going to ask me to repave the, the racetrack out there. And I didn't have no money to repave the racetrack at the time. You know, so I was like, we got to get the hell out of here. You know, we threw everything. <laughs> it was like 17 hours to drive down there for one run. Wrecked the car, basically. You know, wheel passes me. And I went back and I was like, safety wired every every nut and bolt on that car. You know what I mean? I was like, right. we're doing this again. Not doing that again. Yeah, so that was my, my one run in a pro mod in Bradyton before I got there with a fuel car last weekend. That's pretty interesting. Um, I, you're like one of four that, and it's wild. Uh, you wouldn't think that. You would think more people would have four championships. Have you let that sink in of, of the history that's there? And, you know, you're that's elite category. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's us, Force, and, um, you know, Bernstein and, and Snake, right? Yeah, and uh, you know those are some incredible drivers, and you know, and I think obviously with Force and his ten years of domination, and um, you know all the championships he's won, it's kept a lot of a lot of good racers out of that category. You know, so yes. uh, um, it, it, it's tough, man. You know, because there's a a lot of time in a lot of people's career they they put the work in, but man, you know, Force just he had the number. You know what I mean? And he's uh, he's one of those guys that that kept a lot of stats down for a lot of guys. You know, for a long time. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's incredible to be one of four um, that's had you know four championships, you know, and, and you name those names off, you know, the Snake and Force and Kenny Bernstein and, and me, you know, what I mean that's that's incredible, man. I mean I, I've never I never even set out to be a funny car driver. I never set out to do this as a living, you know what I mean? It's just right yeah. place, right time, and like I was like, I guess we're doing this, you know what I mean? So to do that and then to be as good as as we are at it, you know, with my team um, around me and the group of guys that we have there, um, it's just incredible. And that's, that's why I work so hard to try to keep them together. A lot of people don't realize how much my team means to me. I mean, uh, they're they're everything. You know, I mean, I definitely would not be a four time champion with without them. I mean, I won a championship with Tommy Delago before, but but at right. the end of the day, my core guys have been everything. You know, as far as winning and losing and uh, keeping things together. I mean, I had. I guess back in 2020 when COVID hit, you know, no, not, not a lot of people know this, but I had three guys come to me and, you know, obviously times were tough and Don was cutting pay and, you know, things were, were real tight. And I had three guys that were like, dude, I, I can't pay my rent. I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like I, I got to go some, find another job. I'm going to drive a truck over the road. And, and I begged them to stay, man. And I told them, I said, you know, if I win this championship, which I think I'm going to, I said, I'll give you my bonus money, you know, and, and they stuck it out and I did, man. And that's what it takes to keep my guys together, you know, but that's how much they mean to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not just like, you know, it's a plug and play and you can replace them, you know? So it was, it was a lot, you know, to, to try to keep them on and, you know, tell, you know, do that deal. Cause I, I knew how much they were struggling, but they also knew how much, you know, we had a shot at uh, creating, you know, um, another championship together and they, they stuck it out and we were able to, you know, get their bills called up and, Everything was good, you know, but but that's that's the type of behind the scenes stuff that that you got to do for your guys to keep them there. You know, if you're going to be successful and you're going to, you know, win championships and win races and that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, that those are the most important. I don't think most fans, average fans realize that. But uh, those guys that you have working on that car, uh, you know, round by round, keeping those guys together is like keeping together, uh, you know, a, a Pro Bowl offensive line. 
Um, yeah. Too many changes and things start falling through the cracks. You take a few <laughs> steps back, you know, but um, when you keep those guys together, it, I mean, it really shows. It shows because you guys are very, very consistent uh, as a race car and as a team. Um, one more question. Lee is going to be out. Uh, it looks like after this all-star call-out shootout, I think she's dangerous in this shootout. Uh, she looked, you know, better than ever at, at the pro race. Um, what are your feelings about that? I'm, I'm happy for them, but I know you guys have been, you know, teammates. You're out there rooting each other on, and I know she'll probably still be around, but as far as being in the seat as, as your teammate, how do you, you know, what's your feelings on that? Yeah, you know, Leah's been my teammate for a long time, man, and uh, we've, we've been through a lot together, you know, and uh, we've shared a lot together. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, she'll come over and pick my brain, and sometimes I'll pick hers, you know, and it's just kind of um, – it'll be different, man, you know what I mean? Because Tony, obviously, he's going to have a, a big learning curve in the dragster, and uh, but, you know, he's one of the most incredible humans I've ever met as far as being able to take information and process it and apply it to a race car. Uh, he jumped in my my funny car and made four runs and made it look like he'd been doing it forever, you know. So it's just yeah. just just an incredible, incredible human being. And uh, but I think that not ha I think Leo be around, you know what I mean? And and good for her, you know what I mean? To take that time to start a family. I mean, I think I, agree. Every, I think every woman should have a family, you know what I mean? Like it just it's just something special when you get to create a life form and you mold someone into what you want them to be as a person and as a human being. Um, yeah. It's just it's something that you know. Uh, it, it's hard to describe to people that's never had kids. You know what I mean? You just want to be like, just go have a kid, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it just, it's such a, it's such a, a blessing. You know what I mean? Kids are tough, man. And I know people a lot of times find, you know, struggle financially and everything else like that, but, but you'll never regret it. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I, right. I told her. I was like, you know, what's really nice is Tony's been able to make his, his living already. And uh, a lot of people are already, you know, out there, they're struggling to make a living and raise children. And, and Tony and Leah will be able to enjoy their children because financially he's already earned his money, you know, and, yes. and to be able to sit back and really enjoy his kids and them do what they want to do, I think is, uh, is incredible, you know? So I'm, I'm excited for them. I'm excited to have Tony as a teammate. I mean, he, the yeah. dude, he's like my big brother, man. Like he's just, he's full of mischief, you know what I mean? And it's just like, <laughs> you can tell, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh no, here we go, man. You know what I mean? But, but, uh, but I, I just love him too, man. I mean, he's just a good dude. I've seen him do a lot of great things for people already and uh, just, you know, proud to have him as a boss, but proud to have him as a friend. Yeah. I um, always been a smoke fan. That was like the only guy I really paid attention to in NASCAR. It was uh, surreal to see him at the racetrack in a, at an NHRA event, you know, um, but he seems so laid back, so cool. And it's so awesome to see him having so much fun. You can yeah. tell he's just having a blast out there. And uh, that's awesome. Um, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you at. And, uh, you know. Yeah. You, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to all your viewers, man. Like, you know, the folks that are watching the show, um, they go out here and support not just my sponsors, but, you know, if they have a favorite driver or whatever it may be, it really does go a long ways when they do go out there and support the brands that support what we do. Um, you know, so thank you guys for doing that. Thank you guys for being on the show, watching the show. Uh, and having me on the show, you know, but, um, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, you can follow me at uh, Matt Hagen underscore FC on, on Instagram and um, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. But end of the day, man, we just, uh, we want to put on a good show for our fans and uh, they spend a lot of money to see us. And I'm excited to get this season kicked off and get out there and kind of just, just have some fun, breathe some more nitro, man, you know, yeah. and some more, more, you know, that, that tire smoke and everything else, you know, but, uh, we're going to go out there and work hard for the folks that are rooting for us to see if we can pull down another championship and, uh, you know, have some fun doing it. So thanks for having me on the show. And hopefully we get to hold up a few more volleys this weekend or this year and, and have some fun with our fans. Yes, sir. Thank you, Matt. This is the first time. It will not be the last time. Uh, I will see you brother in Gainesville. Sounds great, man. You guys be good. Thanks again. Thank you, Matt Hagen, everybody, man. So much fun talking to those guys, talking shop, that's my thing. I love it. Uh, I want to thank you guys as well. Um, I want to thank Monday Morning Racer for sharing and uh, thank Mikey for tuning in. Um, you know, started this thing back in October uh, with the help of my guy, uh, Everything Nitro, uh, supporting me here, along with Sports Journey. Um, man, I, I didn't think 
I didn't think that I would want to be doing this, uh, being live and everybody seeing me. <laughs> uh, but it's been a blast and you guys make it uh, even more special uh, with your participation, uh, your sharing, your, your you know, enthusiasm about the show. Uh, it, it really means a lot. Uh, man, we're going to have a really awesome season this year. Um, I tell you, there's a lot of good cars out there. And to be honest with you, I know. And I hope that it doesn't rain, Mikey. I hope it doesn't rain. I, I felt so bad for you guys last year. Um, that was terrible. Um, and hopefully that does not happen at all. We're hoping for no rain here in Gainesville either. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have let that come out. But uh, anyway. Um, Man, it's going to be a great season. The, the The fields are stacked. the The top few. It, we're going to have people. We're going to have good drivers go home. There will be good cars that go home. And we haven't seen that in a long time. But man, it might be stressful for them. But it's going to be some kind of electrifying uh, racing for you guys. And I'm excited for it. Um, I really am. It it is absolutely going to be. I hate saying it's going to be one of the best seasons we ever seen because it seems like every year we say that and it it really does, but it gets even better the next year. So it's just going to be some darn good racing. I encourage you guys uh, to tune in um, and hopefully, uh, like like we talked about earlier, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully the NHRA sees some of the things that were done um, and. We get an opportunity to change things up and uh, make the product better. Because that's that's really all of what it's all about. It's just making the product better. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a show. It's been a show. And I'm really happy about it. I'm glad you guys got to experience that. First... <laughs> Yeah, I, I man, I hate rain. Um, man, this has been a great show, and thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, this show is powered by SportsJourney.com and Everything Nitro. Um, man, got a good one next week. Jimmo is going to be on the show, and we're going to have Austin Proc. I call him the American Nightmare. <laughs> Um, it's going to be fun. So uh, thank you guys for Sports Journey, for everything Nitro. I'm Dujanae Bland. Uh, you guys have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend. Um, love on your family. Life is short. So make sure you do that. It's important. Thank you guys. And we are out of here.